Welcome to another action-packed edition of 48 Shades of Football, your one-stop shop for K-League football news in English. Uh, the intro music there this time uh, was Sing by Travis. Uh, it was actually recommended to us by podcast favourite listener, or podcast listening favourite, I don't know which one it is, uh, Matthew Bins, which is more of a reference to the boring John Book chants from the weekend as John Book spent 60 minutes singing the same song, win, lose and draw, apparently. I think that was a job interview to be in a third podcast host. I, th- I think it was, but seeing as we'll, we'll see how that humour goes down, because if, if he doesn't have a, a good judge of humour and character, then he can get on the podcast no problem. So unless our stats are up, uh, unless our stats are up 100%, he's out, right? He's out, yep. Yeah. Yep, and if our stats do go up 100%, you might find we might be out, and you might be the one hosting it from now on. As you probably heard, as always, I'm joined by Paul, uh, who has managed to tear himself away from the autograph hunters downstairs uh, after his, his uh, cameo role in Souls 1-8's draw with John Ham. Yeah, I'd like to apologise to all Soul fans, because obviously Osmar was so starstruck by shaking my hand that he couldn't concentrate for the first 20 minutes and can see that horrendous own goal. Yep, and Che couldn't make any substitutions because he was still too busy trying to decipher what you'd said to him <laughs> when you were bowing at him. <laughs> but, uh, yep, obviously Paul was there. He took the uh, pre-match uh, kick-off, I guess, the, the pre-match kick-off for, alongside the Mayor uh, of Seoul. Unfortunately, the Mayor of Seoul got to speak and Paul didn't. I think it should have been the other way around, to be perfectly honest. I'm sure Paul could have equally been annoying and nasal with his so fighting, which was really pathetic, and did not get anyone going at all in the crowd. So Dr. Benuti, I may be wrong, but he did mention, welcome to all the expats here. He did, he mentioned something about foreigners. Yeah, all the foreigners, all but the he, multicultural families and all the it, residents of Seoul. Yeah, but he said it in Korean. Expatter. Wiggling in the internet or something like he said. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why did you welcome the foreigners in Korean? Actually, do you want to talk, talk about this now or do you want to talk about it later? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later. This is just to get me, because I can't remember what the intro music was already. Are you pre-ranting? I'm, pre- I'm, I'm pre-ranting. <laughs> he did actually prepare, well, we did actually prepare some brief comments about what he could say. And I did say that we should either have him do it in it, because he, apparently he speaks quite good English. Mm. So I did say, if possible, he should give his speech in English, or we should provide subtitles that they can put up on the screen. Ah, okay. And obviously that was not not heeded, completely ignored, because he just, I think he went off the cuff in the end. Yeah, he, he did seem to go a, a little bit, he got overly excited with his soul fighting, a little bit like uh, Neil, Neil Kinnock, way back in the 80s with his, well, all right, well, all right, <laughs> which uh, equally had the same effect. Unfortunately, he found out that I'm a close personal friend of David Beckham and asked me to... Related, apparently, yeah? Related, yeah. Related, but never met him. So he asked me to invite David Beckham over for the next expat festival. So I've got a year to figure that out. 
But if you want, uh, I can put, put my hair in a Mohican and uh, wear an England strip. No, I can't. <laughs> I can <lend> you mine. <laughs> I just stopped right there. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, anyway, let's get moving on to, to today's uh, podcast, or tonight's podcast. We'll begin with a, a brief, all too brief review of the, of the ACL. But you've got a lot to comment, co- contribute to that, haven't you? Uh, I didn't see any of it because I was working, but yeah. Uh, then we'll do a review of the K-League, Classic and Challenge. Go over any man of the match that we can pick. Uh, I can't really think of anyone, but can I talk about it? Uh, we'll go to talk about a little bit about, because the referees have been in the news recently, we're going to look at the reason why they have to take bribes, I guess. And then we'll do a preview of the weekend, which really involves only Challenge and a couple of Classic games. Yep. So, yep, that's everything for tonight. Hopefully uh, we can get through it in less than one and a half hours, but since this intro is taking five minutes already, I doubt it. You want to go again? <laughs> so we'll start again? <laughs> okay, sweet. Okay, so I guess let's move on to the, the ACL. Uh, Paul, I know you were at a game. Yep. Uh, you were at the FCSO versus Urawa. Indeed I was, for about two hours, two and a half hours. You want to take us through the enjoyment of it? Uh, the highs, the lows? The highs, the lows, the, the confusion. The confusion. <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll talk about the confusion more when we get to the game, I guess, yeah? But, so I guess it started off with Seoul being 1-0 down uh, after that pretty ridiculous, flicky, skillful, whatever you call it, goal in, in Uraba. Yeah. Um, the game, I think we, we talked about it, how we weren't, well, you particularly weren't confident that Seoul could keep a clean sheet and uh, get the two goal cushion that they needed. Yeah. Turned out they didn't need it. <laughs> Anyway, what do we know about football, yeah? <laughs> anyway, so, Paul, you want to take us through it? Um, Sol's, well, Rao were very poor in the first half, yeah. and Sol's started off quite well. Uh, a lot of attacking attempt, intent. Um, they had a couple of good chances early on and missed them, and started getting worried at that point. Rather like I got very confident on the weekend when Hull kept missing chance after chance after chance. Yeah, I heard about that, yeah. Celtic B, Celtic B side let me down. Was McGiddy playing? Huh? Was McGiddy on the pitch? No. That's why. It was Hooper who was dire, mm-hmm. Wallace who was dire, and Bannon who was dire. Yeah, that's not good. Anyway, back to 48 years and not 50 shades, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but, uh, not to, was it midway through the first half? Dayan popped up, put a goal in. So that brought everything back to one all on aggregate. Um, second half started pretty much the same as the first half ended, with Sol creating most of the chances, but not really putting, not having a really solid chance. Mm. Um, Rawa only really started coming into it from about 70 minutes in. Which was also when Uno you know, Rock went off, I believe. Yeah, despite doing nothing. <laughs> despite doing absolutely nothing. Okay. Yeah, despite doing absolutely nothing before that, I don't know whether 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 that was just coincidence or whether it actually had an impact, but yeah, Sol kind of took their foot off the gas and Rawa started coming into it. Um, did have a good chance. I can't remember if that was in regular time or time added on. But okay, so I finished one 0 full time. Went to extra time. Yep. Uh, and then that's when just everything went a little bit bonkers. Bonkers, really. No one really knows what happened. Okay. So Sol took the lead through Adriano. Yeah, about two minutes into time added on. Which made it two one in aggregate, right? Yep. But then Takanari Lee. Tadanari. Tadanari Lee uh, popped up with two goals in two minutes yep. for Uraba, 
which made it 3-2 on aggregate yeah. and not 3-2 on away goals, yeah. which was exactly what uh, the AFC's official Twitter feed tweeted. At 3-2 it went, it went Lee's second goal makes it uh, 3-2 on away goals. But I guess that was the intern and not actually the guy who makes the rules. Because it turned out that away goals don't actually count double yeah. after 90 minutes. Kind of a shame to say that I didn't realise that at all. So even when Koyuan popped up in the 122nd minute to get an equaliser, I thought it was all all in vain. Yeah. Obviously he knew it wasn't because he, was, he went blazing off down the side of the pitch to the manager. And, and he, he, he'd, he'd kind of rescued it. Um, at that point, how did the fans react? So that when the full-time whistle went, did people start leaving? I mean, they could 3-2, did people start leaving? You mean when when Sol went three two down? Yeah, I didn't notice anyone leaving. Okay. Uh, at that time, I was kind of. I mean, obviously, we sit right down the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and there weren't that many people there anyway, were there? Yeah, I think the official attendance was fourteen and a half thousand. Um, so when it came full time, I do believe I heard. I wasn't there, obviously. I heard that the stadium announcer actually announced uh, at some point during the extra time that. that uh, Goals no longer count double, but it was announced in Korean and apparently no one heard it. But I do know a good friend of the podcast, Korea Racing, heard it. Uh, I didn't hear that, so yeah, he was. We talked about it during the week. Um, so then it went to penalties. Yep. Uh, obviously, Ruawa went first. Yep. Down so their end. So of a pretty decent record in penalties in, in most competitions anyway. So you were probably feeling comfortable, apart from the FA Cup finals. But anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, Rao went first, they scored. Um, Adriano scored, Sol's first. Park Jung scored, Sol's second. Then Osmar missed. It's still in space, apparently. Yeah. Still hasn't come down yet, right? He's not, he's not having the best of weeks, Osmar, is he really, to be honest? They're going to get Bruce Willis to go up and shoot it down. <laughs> <laughs> so he plays over, which kind of put everything back in Yurawa's hands, right? Yeah. But so at this point, uh, as Yurawa stepped up to take the fifth penalty, and they were going first, right? Yeah. So there was no pressure on any guy whatsoever. Scoring Always did the score. Scoring the one in the, three, the last eight, right? Uh, it was a goalkeeper who, who stepped up. A left-footed goalkeeper, by all accounts. Yep, and he hit one of these, probably the second worst penalty you've ever seen. After at that point, a few weeks ago. But at that point, it was probably the worst penalty you'd ever seen, but then I think there was one worse that came up later on. Uh, and the goalkeeper had a pretty shocking penalty and it was saved saved by Yu Sang Hun, right? Yeah. So then I guess at that point you're thinking, well, soldiers have to score and it's in the, like, uh, in the sudden death and probably the momentum at that point is with Seoul because they, they could have thrown it away. Yeah. And then... Kamai. Maybe penalty number eight stepped up for Yuraba and hit the worst penalty ever. He basically bottled it midway up, stopped dead, looked at the goalkeeper, cried... Went down on his knees, got back up again, cried again, and then just passed it to him. Yeah. It was the, the worst run up. It was all, I mean, like, you said, could have stood there and not moved, and he would still have saved it. Uh, it was like a horrendous so, run up. I think we've discussed before if you take it Adriano style, what does Adriano do if, you do, if the goalie doesn't move? Yeah, exactly. Normally he sort of stops midway, waits for the goalie to move, and kicks it the other way, right? But there's a difference in the way that Adriano does it and this guy did it. Yeah. That guy did it because he basically bottled it in the yeah. run-up. Adriano 
does it with a, with a, even still with an air of arrogance and an air of like, well, I'm going to score this no matter what you do. But th- this time the, the Ruava goalie didn't move, so Adrian was forced to pick a side and he placed it beautifully in the okay. end. Uh, this guy, again, the goalie didn't move and as you said, he bottled it and then he was just forced to kick it and then the goalie saw which way it was going yeah. and saved it. Yeah, and that was it, FC saw through to the last day. Well, they still had to score the... Well, yeah, but obviously after that miss they scored. Yeah. Uh, confident that you can go further? Deserved last eight, do you think, over the two games? Uh, I think so. I think in the first leg both sides were poor and Urawa scored with that fluke. In the second leg, Urawa were poor, Sol were marginally better. So. Okay. Uh, the other game involving an ACL team was, was John Book. John Book went into this one already kind of with one foot, one foot in the next round, having drawn one each in, in Australia. Uh, I don't think there was ever really any panic with this one. They had it wrapped up pretty quickly. Leonardo uh, scored the first uh, to make it, in, I think, in 30 minutes. And then with 20 minutes left, he scored a second. And Melbourne got a consolation goal with like five or six minutes to go. Which I guess at that point in time made John Book panic because I guess had the Melbourne had five minutes to, to 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 score a second and would have went through on away goals at that point. Uh, but I think to be honest, I don't think John Book were really in any threat. I, I didn't see. I just I saw bits of it on Twitter, mm. but I, I don't think there was any particular danger there for them. Um, probably you would say that was a tough game and over the piece to, to go through three two is a pretty good result for John Book. Yeah. In the last day, also through our Shanghai SIPG. With a last minute. The last minute. I go, I think. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think Tokyo were, were almost through, and then Wu Li, that's probably not how you pronounce him, uh, got a goal in the last minute to put Shanghai through. And the other team that's through is amazingly Shandong, who are, are kind of dog pissed at times, but. Anyway, another another late late goal there as well. Yeah, it was another goal this time by Hajumin, but that's obviously never how you say his name. Uh, and yeah, they're through. So basically, in the last eight, you have two two Chinese teams and two Korean teams. Two UA two UAE teams, one Qatari and one Uzbek team. Yeah. So you're looking at the final being a Korean versus a UAE team. Chumbuk versus Alain. Have you had the Putting me down to a team, I'd say John Book. I'd say if I get to the semi-final and it's John Book, Seoul, John Book will win. Who do, who do you think Seoul should hope for in the next round? I don't think, or who do I think they should, they should hope for? Uh, they should hope for Shanghai. Shanghai? Yep. Seoul will go into that game against Shandong thinking it's over. Che will, che will mess that up. Che will completely mess up the tactics in that game because you... Didn't you hump them like, away? 4-1 away. 4-1 away and like, nothing needs a home or something like that, but yeah, you already yeah. no point in that game. Yeah, Chi will get into that game without the correct tactics in his head. Okay. Uh, so I think for me, Shandong would be the, the, the worst team for you guys to get. You don't want John Book. I, I just don't... I think if you're going to face John Book, you, you want to face him in the semi-final. I guess... Theoretically, they're the strongest team yeah. left, so you want to face them as late as possible. Yeah. Or hope someone else puts them out first. Yeah. Plus, yeah. Plus, maybe by then, you know, injuries may have taken their toll across their season. You know, I mean, they, they, they might have one eye on the on, on the league and not really focus as much on the on the in the ACL. 
Yeah, I think you you want to get John Book in the semis, not not in the next round. The dream of an away trip to Saudi or Iran gone for another year. Uh, yeah, again. So you're down to UAE, Qatar, or Uzbek. Yeah, I guess UAE very doable for a weekend. Fly out Friday night, watch the game Saturday, fly back Sunday. Yeah, I mean, like you can get Emirates straight to Dubai, right? Yeah. Not, I've never done the one single flight. Obviously, I've, thought, I've also went transferred, but yeah, I think it's a pretty. Although I think LA is not actually in Dubai. It's probably in one of the other Emirates. Yeah. But they're all close enough, aren't they? I think so. Yeah. So yeah, I mean. Qatar also, you get a direct flight. Yep. Definitely. Uzbek, I have no idea. And get a direct flight, but I heard visas are a pain. So. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We've got at least two matches to go before that. Yeah, I mean, as I said, in Shanghai, I think none of the teams are, are, are easily beatable. You think Seoul will never have a better chance? I think it's as good a chance as they've ever had. Let's see. I'm not saying they'll never have a better chance, because I think John Book had a strong, strong team. Yeah. Um, and I think over two legs, I think John Book would put Seoul out. But you've got to look at it and say... The potential would have been Gambo Saka, Guangzhou Evergrande, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking at that, this is as good a chance as, as Souls going to ever have of getting there. And probably you you want to avoid a Saudi team as well, right? They're generally yeah, they're pretty strong, strong in the final. So, so, yeah. Look forward to the next round. The draws next Thursday. Yep. The 9th of June, so we'll know. And the matches, I think, uh, early September. Okay, so that's the ACL covered. I guess we'll move on to the review of the K-League, of the K-League fixtures. Uh, we have two sets of challenge to do and one set of classic. So I guess we'll begin with the one that everyone loves the most, get Stevie to turn off immediately, and then maybe we can go back to the, the real stuff in the classic, right? Uh, so on Wednesday, uh, the same time as Uraba were, were, were falling to Seoul, we had a full list of classic fixtures. Uh, anything that stands out? What result wise? Yeah. Uh, I guess Elin's capitulation to Tejon, perhaps the most. Yeah, I think I so. I guess Anyang beating Tego was a good result for them as well. Okay. Yeah, so we'll take you through them then. So basically, Chunju were playing Gyeongnam. Gyeongnam won 3 1. Christian Danalash scored another goal and two goals by Bae Jong um, to kind of give Gyeongnam. Uh, it's still rooted at the bottom, but they've now won four games, so they're kind of beginning to uh, look like a reasonably decent team, actually, to be honest. Uh, next up, we had Goyang Zykro, we're at home to Gangwon. Gangwon won that 1-1-0. One, one, uh, that'll be important when we, I guess, talk about the next round of fixtures as well. Yeah. But Gangwon look as if they're going to be the, the surprise package this year. The Gwangju. The Gwangju. Uh, next up we have Dejon versus Eland in a game that we said Eland really had to, to kind of get something from to kind of stop this slip slide down the table they got a goal they, they got a goal from it yeah they, they got a goal in the 90th minute when they were 2-0 down uh, but big big killer Mexico popped up with the, the, the last kick of the ball almost I guess given that they played 30 minutes against against 10 men and conceded a goal in that time that's really poor isn't it well, yeah I mean, they're playing right now, right? Um, I'll be interested to see how they're doing right now. But uh, I think Elan really, really need to stop this, this, this poor spell. They've won one in five. Mm -hmm. 
um, and I suddenly really needed to stop. I, interestingly, Dan was not here for that game, I, I believe. I believe he's in St Andrews in Scotland on an SFA training course. Okay. So I believe that, that Martin was, was responsible for everything himself. Well, Martin and Kevin, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, I, see, I see Kevin got kind of a, a voice of confidence on Facebook the other day. Well, someone did, yeah. Well, I thought it was a vote of confidence that was saying, please, 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 fans, come out and watch us, please stay with us. Then two days later, they, had, they announced it was all-you-can-drink beer for 15,001. Again. Again. So I guess the, the plea for the fans to come out and watch wasn't enough, so they, they said, okay, we'll, we'll give you free beer as well. Personally, I would go down Stevie's idea, cheerleaders, like on the pitch instead of the team. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There couldn't be any worse. Sorry, Dan, but you didn't. I'll, I'll joke apart. Like, I do want to see Eland in the classic. I, re, I mean, I really do actually. Do you, um, think, do you think Sue on FC coming up this year has been good for the classic overall? I think it's given a little bit of, a, of an extra edge, knowing that there's two Sue one teams. You know, can I have no to see which one's going to finish above the other one? Um, so I think it would be good if there was two Sue teams in it. I, I think with the the classic is a big enough. I think, you know, Seoul's a big enough city, sorry, you have two two teams in the top league. Yeah. And I, and I think Elan should be in it. Whether they can do it or not... It does have two teams in the top league. Seoul and Songnam. You know what I mean? Actual, but like, in Seoul City. Songnam need to say that we're in Songnam City. It's the equivalent of Watford. I know what I was saying. I'm just saying. Uh, but you know, they actually thing? have two Seoul names, like two names with Seoul in it, I think, is a big thing. Uh, but if I'm being honest... Unless they stop it, ASAP is, is pretty doubtful. Yep. Uh, other games, uh, Ansan took on Pusan. Uh, they, Ansan drew one each. Again, despite playing for about 50 minutes against 10 men. Yep. At and at home. home, which is a, a pretty shocking result. As Ansan have been doing pretty well, it's yep. a good answer. Poor, poor, poor result. Um, and then the final game, as you said, letting the cat out the bag. Uh, Anyang beat Daegu 3 2 in Anyang. Somewhere I will be on Saturday night, hopefully. Anyang. Anyang, yep. Uh, interesting that Sezina, he's a bit of a flyer, he's, he's, he's got to flyer him in it. Uh, he can our goal. So the foreigners in the classic, the foreigners in the challenge that have come in seem to have brought something to the league this year. Danilash, Sezina, Wagonino. Wagonino. Yeah, Paulo Sergio, he's bringing. Red cards. Milos. Milos. So I think I'm, I've been impressed by, by some of the new signings in the in the challenge. Not so much by some of the ones in the classic this year, but and Jonathan's coming back. He is. We'll talk about that in a second, I guess, or now. Uh, might as well talk about it now because we'll only forget if we say. Okay. So yep. Yeah, so free scoring sensation of last year, Jonathan, who uh, finished the league's top goal scorer, I believe, in the end. Yeah, he won a couple of prizes at the yep. K League. So uh, he he is uh, coming back to Korea and will be joining Suwon Blue Wings from this week. All those discussions he'd, that he'd had with uh, Cheju all came to naught. I guess when it comes to it, I guess Samsung must have opened opened the purse strings and gave, and gave Suwon a bit of money. I guess if you've got a choice of Samsung and SK, Samsung's going to win. Uh, so yeah, so that, I think it's a bit of a huge signing to be honest because Blue Wings have been unable to see games out, they've been able to, to kill teams off. Santos has been doing reasonably well, and but he's had no one beside him. 
But I think with Yumki, Sean firing in crosses, I think with Jonathan in, in the middle, that could be a pretty, a pretty dangerous partnership. Too little, too late, hopefully. Too little, too late for the title, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them. See, a last, a late push for the top six. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully not top three. All right, what happened at the weekend then in the <sighs> in the challenge? Yeah, well, I went to sauna. In the challenge. Might as well stick with the challenge while we're there. Well, but yeah, I'm just telling you, I went to sauna. <laughs> in the challenge uh, this weekend, so, well, Eland weren't playing. It was their, it was their game off. Okay. Um, so the games that we had, we had Pusan uh, versus Dejan. That finished at an amazing free scoring, interesting, nothing each draw. Okay. We had Buchan at home to Chunju, uh, where I believe the Phantom Tutor was. Yeah, waving his magic effect. Yes, we're not a single team that he may or may not have supported, uh, actually won. Yeah. Solnam, Buchan, Wednesday, Athleti. <laughs> Basically every team he was rooting for, maybe or maybe not rooting for, lost. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, uh, Chunju losing that one. Really, uh, Buchan losing that one. Really surprising as well. I really thought Buchan would have... Yeah, Buchan have been quite strong at home and the, yeah. they are doing... Because we had a bit, bit of a question, they... They only just missed out on the playoffs last year, didn't they? Yeah. And we sort of said, can they kick on this year? And so far they have, but that's a bit of a disastrous result for them. Okay. Next up, we had uh, Daegu home to Goyang. Um, and that one finished two each. With that's the kind of result that maybe thought maybe the, the Phantom Tweet would have been there as well. <laughs> yes. Uh, that one saw goals from Paulo Sergio, back from his one-game ban, I believe. Or maybe yeah. he hasn't served it yet. Uh, and two goals for, for Goyang by Felipe Paula. Uh, I know his sister. Uh, yeah, pretty interesting game. Uh, Diego took the lead. Goyang pulled it back. Dejo went 2-1 up. Goyang pulled it back. Then we had a, a kind of a, a really surprising score with Gangwon. I believe Gangwon were playing in Wonju this weekend because me and Korea Racing talked about going down yeah. until I explained to him it was a, a one and a half hour bus trip which meant me to leave at 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning. Yeah. And then the words were all, I'm going to go to the race course. <laughs> what uttered and away he went to the race course. Um, but Going to work on his day off. <laughs> yes, exactly. But that one finished 4-1 to Goyang. Gangwon. Is that a statement of intent, do you think? Well, it's put them top of the, they're top of the league on, on the goal difference, uh, on shared points with the police, who, by the way, also won, beating uh, Gyeongnam 1-0 away. Um, so these them on 25 points. Gangwon, 25 points. Ansan, 25 points. Daegu, 21 points. Buchon, 19 points. Closely followed by Busan, 16 points, and then Eland and Daejeon, both on 15 points. So there's already a 10-point gap after only 11 games between between Eland and Dejon. You're two of the favourites to, to, to win or go up. There's already a 10-point gap between them in first and second. That, to me, is just like a huge gap to overturn, even in terms of getting a playoff place. You'll see, you, you really look at them trying to catch Puchon for the fourth playoff place. Yeah, right? basically, yeah. Because can one hands on a both look strong and Tega was strong last year you'd imagine they're going to keep going yep. at a good enough pace to going to be relatively tough to catch either of those three so it's all about catching Puchon yeah I think if you look at it I mean they get like Gangwon Ansan and Daegu are on 25, 25 and, 15, and 21 
they they already look like the three teams that are going to be fighting it out for first, second, third in the league. So it does look as if yeah, like Butchon's fourth place spot is the one that everyone's going to be kind of playing for. Uh, and you're looking at, I mean, last season's relegated teams, Pusan and Dejon, are going to be sniffing around that. Butchon are going to be one to kind of go one better than, than than last year, which means Eland are fighting a really a really tough fight to just get that playoff spot. It's going to be a tough one for them this year. I think I don't think anyone would have foreseen Gang One being being so strong in the challenge. You think we need to get Marta on the podcast sooner rather than later before he potentially disappears? I mean, I think you have to look at it and say that they've tried a lot of stuff. Like, you know, I've been impressed by their ideas. I've been impressed by the difference that they've tried to bring to the league. Yeah. Uh, if it's looking that it's not working, at the end of the day, I do believe Eland would just would just cut ties pretty 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 ruthlessly. With Martin or with the club itself? They won't cut ties with the club. They still want to see this club in the in the classic, but they might look at it and say only a Korean can get us promoted. Yeah. Which is crap, basically. Uh, I mean it, you look at the signings that they've made this year, the Tarabai Beluso to compliment Jim and Gu, they should be sitting top of the league. But those the three of them are not firing. Yeah. That's not really Martin and Dan's fault. Alright. So I guess next up we have the the Kaylee Classic review. And you went to a match that made you sick to your stomach. It did indeed. It gave me stomach flu that I've had for the last three days. Uh, which if you notice a, a lot of pauses during the uh, a lot of <coughs> during today's podcast it's we're pausing every time I have to run in the bathroom. <laughs> Which we could have put a different choice of music for the intro, but that's not good down that road. Uh, yeah, I went to Songnam. Men at work. Yes. Uh, to watch Songnam play Incheon in a match that Incheon had not won for four years. Songnam played like a team who knew Incheon hadn't won that match for four years. It was awful. Did the... Uh did the Big Bird have something to say about it? The Big Bird had a, uh, a... You know in Korea you get the red bandana on on people when they protest? Yeah. The red the, the Big Bird had a red bandana to protest against Park Geun-hye's idea. That, this has been a kind of slightly mistranslated or misinterpreted in, on, on, on Twitter. Uh, Songnam FC are not, or sorry, Songnam City Council are not getting their budget slashed at all. What has happened is Park Geun-hye has said that budget, that councils, cities, whatever you want to call them, with uh, higher budgets should help subsidise those that have lower budgets and that the wealth should be shared better between uh, each each local council. That's not the same as saying we're cutting your budget. Um, so it's different... Yeah. Same same impact, but different reason. They're supposed, if they have a big excess from all their rich guys, they're supposed to divert some of that to, yeah. to pooch on to make them better. Yeah, which is not the same as saying Songnam City said their budget cut, so I just want to clear that up, that, that isn't what that sign said at all. Uh, there was a sign at the game that said, uh, please save SF, SFC, uh, because the concern is that there's, there's no chance of the club going bankrupt. 
there's no fact that there's no chance of the club not being there. It's just that with the with Sonam FC having to, to like subsidise other sorry, with Sonam City Council having to subsidise other other councils, there will obviously be less money available for players for upkeep of stadium and so on. There's no risk of this of, of the club going under. That's not what that sign meant whatsoever. That sign just meant we want to save Sonam FC as in we're sitting third in the league, we've been able to bring in, you know, Thiago. We want to be able to keep doing that. Whereas if we have to give some of our budget away, then we're no longer going to be able to do that. It's nothing to do with the club going under or, or, or being sold or, or disappearing. That's, that was At least well, until the election. At least until the election. So anyway, back to the game. Uh, it was Kim Do-hyun's 300th appearance. I do believe I've said that three times now in the last three podcasts. This officially was his 300th appearance, or 299 and a half. Did if you want to count it that way, because he came on for 60 minutes gone. Did, did the fans prepare a special banner? They did indeed, yes. Did they not get a chance to get it out because Songnam didn't score? No, the banner was along the front of the temporary stand. Okay. Uh, and along the other stand as well. Like along, There was a couple of banners up. It was a terrible game. Songnam did not try at all. Uh, I actually went with career racing and I said to him, like, after about five minutes, that... I believe that Kim Hakbama made a huge error by playing Wang Yi Joe. Wang Yi Joe doesn't play well when he knows he's got either the either national team within a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the second time this season that it's happened. It was terrible. The team was terrible. They gave nothing. Um, Incheon were awful as well, but their star player, Kevin, uh, popped up with like, about 10 minutes left, uh, curled a shot in from the edge of the box. Pretty brilliant strike, actually. And that was it. Uh, 1-0 Inchon, game over. Sonam never threatened to bring it back to one each at all, to be honest. So yeah, pretty disappointing game. I said no, no pretty about it, completely disappointing. A game that you have, you should be always beating the, the, the bottom team in the league, but especially if you want to kind of aim for ACL spots, especially if you want to like, stay in the, in the top of the table and it was something, with their games that are coming up, it was it was something that, that, that we really needed to take three points from yep. and failing that was huge uh, Also on the Saturday we had uh, Jeju went at home to Ulsan uh, I think we discussed that Jeju on the island were almost unbeatable Yep, Ulsan 1-2-1 <laughs> Uh, Kim Tae Hwan, ex FC Seoul and Songnam yep. player, uh, opened the scoring. Kim Ho Nam made it one each, and then Lee Jung Hyup, with 50 minutes gone, made it two one. I didn't see any of this because I was actually travelling back from Songnam and then going to a team building. Uh, but from what I can gather, I think Ulsan were, were in control quite a bit. Which now gives Ulsan two victories in a row, in a row, and shunts them up to fourth place. And they're now looking like the form team. Yep. In the league. Uh, the other game on Saturday was uh, Guangzhou versus Suwon, and Jong Joo Gook got himself on the score sheet again. Did you see this one? Nope. Okay. What was I doing on Saturday? I was at a wedding. A wedding. Well, it was a Patriot one more time. Jong Joo Gook uh, scored a goal, 35 minutes gone. Suwon ended up down to 10 men with, for the last 10 minutes. No, I don't know much about it, but as far as I'm aware, yeah, I think it was a deserved score, probably. So that also sees uh, Guangzhou pull themselves into the top six as well. Yep. 
So the top six is looking really weird. For uh, I mean, after the 11 games, it's looking like a really weird top six for uh, the Kaylee Classic, right? Uh, on the Sunday, Paul, we, we, we talked about your game last. Uh, we did a big game break between John Book and uh, Sangju. I watched this. Uh, what, what can be said about this game? This game had everything you could possibly imagine. This is probably one of the best games I think I've, I've actually seen. Sangju got a penalty. It was, it was nothing to half-time. It was really boring in the first half. second half was amazing. Uh, nothing's half time. Sanju got a penalty, definite penalty, um, in the uh, just at the beginning of the second half, scored it. Then Leonardo was brought down on the edge of the box. The commentators on JTPC screamed penalty, so I thought it was a penalty. Yeah. Uh, the guy who brought him down was was, was E Young. Yeah. Leonardo then jumped up and started just waving two fingers at, at, at the referee. He just pestered the referee, yeah. telling him it was his second bookable offence, yeah. until the referee sent him off. He really, I keep saying this, Leonardo should be booked for doing that. It's the, the, my biggest bugbear in, in, in football. Yeah. Um, so, stepped up, took the free kick, smacked it straight in the wall. Yeah. So, justice was done. Uh, then, a couple of minutes later, uh, Park, Park Kidong. Picked the, the ball was worked through him on the edge of the box. He took a, he took a quick touch, turned, turned his, his, his defender and smacked it right in the top corner. An amazing goal. Uh, and that was 2 0. Sangju, that's it. They've got to go on from there and win it. And then, incredibly, uh, John Book just stepped up a gear. Just looked like they were, they were unplayable for about 30 minutes. Leonardo pulled one back in 64. A uh, free kick, or no, a curling shot, I think it was a free kick this time. Uh, Jay Gubek scored with a header from a corner in 69, and then Lopez uh, made it 3-2 with 10 minutes to, to go. Lopez uh, picked it up, but the ball came over, he flicked it up with one foot and then lobbed it over the keeper from like, a really tight angle. Put John Book top of the league, two points clear of Seoul, which I guess we'll, we'll find out why in a minute. And there to stay? Uh, are they there to stay? Uh, Do you think your boys would dislodge them? I think, I mean, Seoul have a bit of a reputation about scoring last minute goals to get results, but I think John Book have got more of a mentality of being able to do that. Yeah. Uh, they still haven't lost this season. So they, they they have do succumb to a few draws, but generally speaking, mentally, I think they've got the the firepower to yeah. get results when they need to. I think it's the last three games in the K League that I've watched them. I think it's the last three games. Then they've come from behind in in all three: Suwon three two, Jonam two one, and now Sangju three two, and they've been behind in in all those games. And that's the kind of character that whether you want. To admit, whether you want to admit to it, whether you want to like it or not, that's the kind of character that, that wins you the title at the end of the year. Yeah. And for me, I think I texted you this on, on Sunday, but I think Sunday was the day that John Book won the title. I think a team with no bottle and no character would have, at the best, got a draw, but probably have lost to Sangju. But they just battled and battled and battled. And um, yeah, they did the exact same against Suwon as well. Uh, and the exact same against John Ham last weekend. So I think, looking at it, it's going to take a huge... Did the same against Song that in the season, didn't they? What's that? Did the same against Song that yep. in the season. Well, 
they were ahead twice against Songnam, but we pulled them back twice and then and then they won three two. They just look like a team that when they want to win just keep going. They just don't stop. Uh, they don't give up. You can say a lot of things about Che Kang Hee, but he seems to have them fired up. Like, and he, his substitutions do work. Yeah. Like, he brought in the rookie. The rookie did nothing apart from just terrifies, just terrorise. He just terrified. Yeah. Even like, the defence. Space for other people, yeah. doesn't he? Because and they like, just picked him off. Yeah. So yeah, I think for me, John Book from here should run out three in a row champions. Okay. Uh, yeah. The other game of the weekend, Paul, you got, a, 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 as we discussed earlier, you got a, a bird's eye view of this. Yeah. You got a VIP on the line in the dugout with Che. Was it your decision to like rest half the players? <laughs> it was not. Is that what you asked Che when you bowed it? It was like a really Japanese bow, by the way. Oh, oh. Sensei, Sensei, I respect you so much. <laughs> Or were you just like, too busy like, giving him the finger? Not actually, literally giving him the finger. Just to put Trying to put the black spot on his palm. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Yeah, I, I mean, that was the first, the, the, the first talking point before the free hot dog and you not doing the pardo dance because you were still hungover. Like, the main talking point was Adrian and Dehan both being dropped and Takahagi. Yeah. Ex-pack day, let's play none. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess they did all play... Up to 120 minutes yeah. midweek, and it was blazing hot. But I don't know. I think he made way too many changes for this yeah. game. I would say it was way too many. I think it was almost like he it was almost like he tactically did the same as Songnam played on on Saturday. It's like John Nam's second bottom. This team's got no chance of beating us. I can make five changes and we'll still beat them. And I think I think I'd said this. Now, I wasn't hugely impressed by, by Seoul's depth of squad. Yeah. Songnam's depth, there is no depth. We have literally like six good players. Um, but I think Seoul has like a good first 11. Maybe the one sub and bringing Park Chi Young on, although I think people are never getting wise to that's what he's doing. Uh, but I don't think this OB team is good enough to kind of support you in this title. Yeah, I, I think, agree with that. I think that looked... I mean, the goal... John Am won the score through, like, through an own goal, but they were attacking like, so, so relentlessly at that point. Yeah. Living very dangerously. Yeah. Uh, John Nam's foreigners were terrorising Seoul's defence. Yeah, especially Orsic, yeah. who, to be honest, should have made it 2-1 with like, two minutes left Yeah. when he was clean through and lobbed it over the bar. Do you want to hear about my pre-match experiences? Let's do the pre-match experiences first. In five minutes... So, obviously I was working in the morning, setting up the, the foreigners event, but come 30 minutes before kick-off, went up to the VIP room, had some tea with the mayor, the, the, the CEO of, or the director of FC Seoul, Yi Yong-pyo and Ho jong Mu, and a couple of other minor dignitaries. Had a bit of a chat, etc, etc. Came down pitch side, uh, watched the players come out, and then strolled into the centre circle. Uh, the mayor made his speech about whatever he was talking about, and then we took the ceremonial kickoff. So, uh, if you watch the video, you see I kind of slotted the, my kickoff to the side, right? Yeah. Very soft kick to the side. That's because they put a, a photographer right in front of me to take a, 
a close-up shot of the mayor taking yeah. his photo. So I thought if I blast it, I've got to basically chip it up and over this photographer. <laughs> and you don't want to be the guy that like twats the photographer <laughs> in the head with a ball. No, you do. <laughs> you really do. So, plus my boss told me don't shot the mayor. Okay. Make sure you don't hit it further or better than him. So I just, oh, really? Yeah. So I just did a, a nice side pass to... So who was the one who got the ball off the ground? The mayor. Because someone he, caught it. He blasted it. it. He blasted it. Yeah, because like, someone caught it, right? He blasted, I placed. Okay. That, that's, that's not the first time I've heard that sentence come from you. Uh, so you kicked yours at Osmar? Uh, no, the mayor. No, I, the mayor kicked, didn't go to Osmar. I went to up in the air to some, one of the, maybe Pactium or something. I don't, I don't remember. Okay. A nice, was, there was a, yeah. I, I passed mine out to the side and then someone gave it to Osmar and he came up. Gave it back to me, shook hands, we took a group photo. Yep. Me, the mayor, Osmar, Pak Jiong. And you have Carver now in the back of your shirt? Yeah, which a lot of people have been asking me how you can do that. And my explanation is you can't unless unless you get some get it done by the club specially as a VIP guest. Yeah, because there's no way of actually getting shirts printed in this country unless you actually get them done by the clubs. I think you can go to go, go to Tongdemon and uh, you used to be able to go to Tongdemon and do it, but I heard they've clamped down on that now. Yeah, because you don't see like you know Kelly Carver. Yeah. So that came out the wrong way. <laughs> that came out the wrong way. Sorry, Kelly, if you're listening. <laughs> but yeah. So after that, went and shook hands with the manager, and then went back to my posh seat in the the in front of the chicken zone. Were you able to drink? Uh. Well, they gave me a bottle of water. I guess if I'd got, got, got up and gone and got a beer, my boss would have said something. Okay. So, and you, so you couldn't tweet either, right? Mm. Well, you could have done, but you let I me guess do. I could have done, but my boss, was her first football, football game, so she was sitting next to me and kept asking dumb questions about what's happening. Okay. So, yeah, so from your epic view, like from the post sheets, like, what did you think of A, Osma's own goal, and B, his equalising free kick? Um, for the own goal, I almost missed it because, like, he got the ball and there was no one near him, and this is just a soft back pass, right? So I thought, kind of, my boss asked me a question at that point, so I was turning around to look at her, and then I turned back and I thought, saw you, uh, Yu making a hash of it. Yeah. I didn't realise it until I saw the replay that he'd actually got out of position. Yeah. Because I was kind of looking at my boss to talk. Um, I thought that he just made a cock up. I have no idea where he was going. He he he, he ran all the way out to Osmar to pick up the ball. Yeah. And Osmar passed the back. Yeah. So. Uh, to first thought he was going to be. Yeah. Um, and then, but I mean, Osmar then after that was determined to take in a make make amends. He took two free kicks yeah. after that, and then he took a third one and, and, and eventually scored. Third one was quite sweet, wasn't it? It was a perfect free kick. Like uh, Otto. Otto had tweeted, you know, not sure if that was a good free kick or just a bad wall, but I was watching it at home on TV, and it was like on the replay you could see it was like it, it was a perfect, it was a perfectly struck free kick. It was right in between the last man in the wall and the spare defender. It, it was perfect. Um, but then he he then for me got a blank mark against his name by trying to take the one uh, in in injury time in the ninety fourth minute. Yeah, which. He also spent two no, minutes. Actually, it was the 92nd minute when the free kick was awarded, and the 94th minute by the time he took yeah. it. I don't know what they were playing out there. They had four minutes of injury time. 
why they faffed around for two minutes on a free kick. I, I could have got it had they had they faffed around in that free kick for Dehan to take it, who like would have curled it up and over the wall. I could have understood. But when Osman would just go blast it at the wall anyway, it, it didn't really make that much sense to have spent so long debating who was going to take it and I think there's no way you should have taken it personally because I think um, taking free kicks is kind of a lottery, right? You don't mm. if you scored once already, the odds are he's probably not going to score the second. So, but definitely the odds are you're not going to score the second if if you hit them low like that. Yeah, like Dehan curling them over the wall, he could score maybe ten a game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like you're you're it's, like, it's more about is the goalkeeper now going to follow the ball? Do you know what I mean? Is the goalkeeper going to know that I'm going to that like put it in that corner or whatever but I think for Osmar to take it f- for me it was just I want to now score the goal that wins us the game I think I think Dehan agreed with you yeah but as soon as the first time whistle went you saw Dehan ripping right into him I mean like, they, they did a bit of a, a bit of a barley on the pitch and Dehan was pointing like, at the ground and pointing at the ball and like, he was he was obviously really pissed off at, at uh, Osmar uh, I know people had said that was never five minutes. It was. It so took two minutes to take the free kick. The referee, what, should stop it for those two minutes? No, like he should have. Not added, when it was a defensive team. He should have added a bit of time added on for when the Pong, uh, when the Chunnam player was down. They, you could have said that they could have been maybe thirty seconds added on, but when the offensive team is wasting time. Yeah. But when the team attacking is wasting, no, it's not wasting time. But when the team attacking is taking up the time, yeah. then I think at that point in time the referee is quite right to call it exactly on five minutes. Yeah. Something that was quite interesting was the was the play acting from the. You probably didn't, didn't see this. So basically, the John Am keeper threw the ball. Yeah. Uh, the John Am right back. Yeah. Right. And but the right back wasn't watching. Yeah. So the ball went, went out for, for a throw in. Yeah. This was in, in the injury time. The keeper then turned and saw that there was a John Am defender lying on, on the deck yeah. and tried to pretend that he'd thrown the ball out to get him treatment mm-hmm. when he hadn't. He hadn't at all. He didn't even know that guy was down. He, 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 there's no way he, he knew that defender was, was on the deck. He threw it at the right back who wasn't watching and it went over his head. So I thought if so score from that throw in, it's going to be really interesting to see if there's an uproar about you know you should have given the ball back because yeah. there was no reason to give the ball back. And they just played on, but was I thought was the right call. Yeah, so at one point there was Sol got a throw in, and they took an absolute age to take the throw in as well. Yep, he should have been booked. And he's just so. I think the difference between Sol and, and a title-winning team is that in those situations, there's got to be someone that's going to grab the team by the scruff of the neck and, yeah. and sort of lead a leader on the pitch. And there was no leader sort of saying, "Let's do this, do that." And yeah. the players, but again, Sol's overall passing play was just diabolical yeah. so many missed passes and yeah I would agree with it I think there was no one who kind of took Yun Yun Jute yeah was playing really well he was he was hungry yeah. and he was looking for the ball constantly but once he went off there was nothing Adriano was behind Park Too Young every attack and Adriano for me should be in front of Park Too Young I, I think it took about 10 minutes for Adrian to actually get his first touch. Yeah, he was perfectly command. Although he did have one good chance, didn't he? Which he fluffed. Yeah. And Park Jung had a, a chance which he fluffed. Park Jung had the chance straight after Orsic was cleaned through and put it over the bar. Park Jung should have scored. Uh, I guess if you, that's our second match with Chun Nam, and clearly they got a win in the last minute with a dodgy penalty away. So 
overall a win and four points out of, out of two matches is probably fair. Yeah. But it was hugely disappointing. I would agree. Especially after the playoff final on Saturday night. I was looking for something to lift my mood and that wasn't it. Okay, uh, man of the match from any of the games? Uh, I'm going to overall. Um, I'm going to go with myself. <laughs> okay. Would you go around the pitch? I, I mean, I guess it's kind of like a. It wasn't on my bucket list, but it was a. It's kind of bucket list item to to take the ceremonial kickoff at a football match. So. Okay. Okay. I. I'll I'll, I'll let you know when Songnam contact me. Do they do a foreigners day at Songnam? Uh, no. I don't. Why would they do a foreigners day? There's only me. They do a mark day. <laughs> um, man of the match for me. Uh, no one. I didn't see anyone this weekend. In the three games I watched, I didn't see anyone worthy of giving them money in the match. I thought, the three games I watched, Parky Dong for his goal mm. would be about it. Um, but I think I have a, I think I have a, I think I have a bromance with his goal. Right. Okay. Keep seeing you look at your watch, which means I guess we've got to wrap things up. So, you want to talk about ACL attendances very briefly? Uh, yep. Generally down, except Generally for a down. few Chinese clubs. Yeah, pretty much like the ACL this year has been pretty poorly attended. Uh, the Middle East has been, is down as well. Uh, it's interesting to see that Guangzhou's poor performance had a massive impact on their crowds. They were way down. Yeah. Seoul slightly up. I guess they've been entertaining this year. John Book down, I believe. Suwon way, way down. Suwon way down. I mean, like on, their, on last year. I think Suwon are down by something something crazy, like 20% or something. Yeah. Uh, and Pohang, based on their last time in the tournament, which is not last year, but based on, on their last time in the tournament, uh, Pohang are like way down as well. Um, so basically, it, it's not really looked particularly that good for um, for the ACL this year. Yeah. So I think that the total, uh, I think looking at it, yeah, FC Seoul's attendance is up by 4,000. John Books is actually up by 8,000. But Suwon bring it down by, by 14,000 average attendance. Uh, sorry, total attendance. And Pohang, uh, their attendance is down, is up sorry, by 1,000. Guangzhou Evergrande. Their total attendance is down by 48,000. So that just shows you a lot of people not going here. And the other thing that came out in the news this week was, I think, was it Steve Han put together a, a spreadsheet showing all the ref salaries? Okay. Or I think they get paid about 2 million won a game for being the ref of a game. Okay. Uh, and like a million for being a linesman and 500,000 being the fourth official, etc., etc. Goes down a bit if you were if you were in in, a, in challenge games, but the top guy got about fifty five million won last year, which is what about fifty thousand US dollars. Yeah, twenty let's say thirty grand UK. A lot, a little. I mean, if it's a full time job, then okay, fine. I mean, that's obviously like a good, I guess, a decent. I mean, like thirty grand for a full time job, you can't really complain, I guess. But not bad for. And it's like a mid-level manager. Salary. Yeah, but you can see why they're open to bribes. Because if you ever look at the, I mean, that's the top referee. But if you ever look at it, they, it does kind of fall pretty quickly. So you can see why certain referees would be open to getting yeah, because uh, taking bribes. I think. Because it's not a, it's not a salary. It's like a, a match day allowance. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it's it's understandable why why someone may take a million wine or whatever. And and that Chumbuk Stout, sorry, the Chumbuk Scout still maintains that he paid out his own his own fund because he was getting paid a hundred and twenty million one a year plus a twenty million bonus or something like that, which which was massive considering the the, the general poor level. Tart that they bring in, yeah. yeah. That's insane, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, looking at it, got to say that. Um, yeah. I mean, I think this bribery scandal is going to go on for quite a bit yet. Uh, I don't believe it's going to like go away for John Book anytime soon. I think John Book are going to that it's going to be something that they're going to kind of that's going to hang over them for the rest of the season. So it will be interesting to see if see how how Man City feel. About being linked with a club embroiled in a in a in a bribery scandal, so that might throw that Man City game into jeopardy. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, so the final thing to do then is to run through some previews. Uh, we'll take you through the challenge first. It's the uh, Anyang Butchong Derby this weekend, as I said there, uh, 7 p.m. kickoff. Uh, I probably will find myself there with young Jamie from Scotland, I believe, who is currently sitting at Eland. But in country now, is he? Yeah, he arrived this morning or, or this afternoon. Um, so that one, Anyang Buchon, and we put that down to be a two each draw. Those games are usually pretty feisty. Two each draw, two two red cards. Oh, also on Saturday we have Chunju Daegu. Are we win? And then the last game on Saturday, Dejon versus Goyang, uh, home win. Paul, Sunday we have. Gyeongnam Busan. Yep. Uh, guess that'll be a score draw. Score draw. And the massive one, Ansan, the police versus Eland. That'll be a home win. Which is rather strange because I went to Ansan versus Eland in Ansan just a few weeks ago. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure why they're playing them at home twice, but anyway. I'm sure it'll even out over the course of the season. Sure it will, yeah. So you think home wins, you think, uh, yep, gang one, getting the weekend, or getting, yep, getting the weekend off, so if the police win, they'll go top, but other than that, it's going to stay the same, because Daegu, yeah, even if Daegu win, they'll still only be a point behind. So, you, of course, you're not taking into account that there are games going on at the moment. I am indeed. Uh, do you want me to give you some some current scores? Please. Uh, okay, we're just over an hour into two games. Which Kangwon are beating Taejon one nil, Koyang drawing two all with Chungju. Okay. Half time, Police are drawing nil nil with Pujon. And twenty minutes into the other two games, Anyang are beating Pusan one nil, and Elan are drawing nil nil with Kyungnam. Okay. So, so Anyang are creeping up that table, yeah. If they continue this, they would be in sixteen points. Yeah. So Anyang are also getting thrown into the mix for that fourth place. Okay, sweet. Okay, in the Kaylee Classic, there's only two games to preview. Yep. We have one game on Saturday, which is the rearranged uh, or the rescheduled uh, Jumbuk versus Guangzhou game, which has been rescheduled to an away fixture for some reason. Probably because I think the Man City Jumbuk game is also a Guangzhou game. So I'm guessing Guangzhou were offered if they wanted a midweek reschedule or a weekend. So Guangzhou have taken it at home. It was originally a Jumbuk home game. So that's going to be at 7pm on Saturday, uh, which means I'm not going to that game now, so that's why I'm going to go to Anyang instead. Uh, I'm going to put that down as an away win 
think John Boot will continue their run of form. Okay. That'll be five in a row for me. And the other game is going to be on Monday, 6 p.m. kickoff, which is a bank holiday, a national holiday in Korea. That's uh, Seoul versus Jeju. Okay. So, Seoul Jeju, prediction? Uh, Seoul generally do quite well against Jeju. I'm going to go for a score draw. The last time I saw Seoul versus Jeju, the last game I remember was nothing each. I'm going to go for nothing, another nothing each. Gonna go. I have plans usually on Monday evenings, but if I can shift them, I might go. I might see what I can do. Okay. I might go because I guess Korea Racing will be there. You'll be there. Jamie will be there. I won't be there. You won't be there. Then I'll probably definitely go. If you go, can you uh, scan my season ticket so I'm there marked present? Can you send me a photograph of it? Yep. Then I'll probably end up definitely going there. Don't tell good friend of the podcast, Jesse, but I pers- purposely picked this weekend because there was no football on. And then Saul went and rescheduled the match. Yeah, so yeah. Where'd you go? It's ridiculous, right? Uh, I shall be in Cambodia this weekend. I don't want to know what you do, but I guess, the, I guess we obviously know what the outro is going to be. 